back with Grant Brown, our resident movie buff and producer, of course, extraordinaire. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the work you've been doing to help us get off the ground. You are a blessing and a great friend. I appreciate it. Um, obviously, you are on. You were on our first podcast. You were on our, our second with the Star Wars. Uh, I thought this would be appropriate to bring you back in to talk about all the stuff going on with uh, Gone with the Wind that we saw came out today, which is June 10th. Obviously, sometimes in the past before this gets released, um, but just in general, I mean, from a from a principle standpoint, I don't know if it's smart to go and start to either censor or or snowball that that uh, disclaimer effect where we're trying to reverse what had happened in these you know ill depicted uh, or you know ill depictions of slavery in Gone with the Wind or other other movies just because we're emotional about the situation right now. It doesn't help the problem. It doesn't help the root issue. I don't know. What, what do you think about this? Yeah, this, yeah. So just to clarify for people who might've missed the story itself, I don't know how you could have at this point, but um, Warner Brothers, Warner Media Group uh, decided to remove Gone with the Wind from their new streaming platform, HBO Max. Um, and this was coming on to heels of an op-ed, which was written by uh, Hollywood writer John Ridley, who called for that to happen to get it removed because of all the problematic depictions in the film um, and just the political climate we're in now and how it's might be damaging to um, just those having those kind of depictions out there on that kind of platform, which is so widely available. Um, and so in my opinion, I am very, very, very torn on this subject. Um, it's kind of one of those where just having gone to film school and having watched movies and appreciated the history of film from like my entire life. Um, it's that, that, that gut reaction you get where it's like, I don't, I don't, I see it as a very troubling thing when we start taking these movies that were of a time and then declaring them by today's standards wrong. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that particularly, but then trying to hide them from modern audiences feels so more damaging than any kind of depiction that it has could do. Um, in terms of censorship, in terms of, of just like taking this thing in history and, and, and if we're gonna like quash it down, it's just gonna cause more issues. It's like burning books in Nazi Germany or something like that. Like it, it, it crosses that line into that territory. So I see both sides of this issue and I could definitely get into how I feel about all sides of it then too. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think my bigger issue with, with this specific scenario with gone with the wind is, and I want to make this clear that like, like we're not defending the depiction of slavery that gone with the wind has or the romanticized antebellum South during the civil war. It's just, I mean, it was a movie and it was a fictitious story and it was it was written and and directed it and shot in the late 30s was it 1939 yeah it came out in 1939 so you know there's no defense for any kind of racism or 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 tropes or any anything like that ever you know we all agree on that i think the problem though is that we take on with the wind and we say okay well this is bad and we should we feel the need to then put a disclaimer on the front and contextualize it and say, this was bad then it's bad now. And you know, the studio says we're sorry or, or something that seems to me more hollow than anything. Cause you're not, you're not solving the problem. You're not addressing the, the actual root issue. 
if you put a disclaimer on a movie like Gone with the Wind, you're not solving racism in this country. We learn from having more mediums make other creative content that more accurately depict slavery and racism in America. I mean, this 12 Years a Slave and Django Unchained and the other, other blockbuster hits that have done amazing. Uh, I mean, they have done more good than I think Gone with the Wind could have ever done bad because they're focused on making a correct, almost document documentary-type uh, nonfiction rather than having just a story about a fictitious, self-involved, uh, you know, a character. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, too. Where it's like placing Gone with the Wind both in, in history of our country and how it relates to that Civil War era and post-Reconstructionist era and its depiction of that and how it is, it does have this kind of like rose-colored glasses depiction of it but to say that 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 the movie itself and even the novel that it was based off of written by margaret mitchell uh is like about this like glorification of this this era of our history like i i don't i think that's an oversimplification there's a lot more that goes into it it is like a thousand page novel and it's a four-hour movie and there's a lot more that goes into it and then besides that just its place in in like in film history and and things it did differently at the time that were so revolutionary like it was huge and it blew people away when they saw it and also just it's it's context and just culturally too like when that movie came out it's it's still to this day like beloved by a vast majority of people and i don't think that people watch this movie and then go out and think like oh i wish we're back in the ways we were back in the old old south like it, it's just i don't i think it's this thing where you you it 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 cheapens where the audience is at and and it cheapens their intelligence to say oh they're gonna watch this movie and they're not gonna realize that these depictions are are now somehow like better or or even like they're not worse i guess is what i'm saying so yeah yeah i and i mean I, I don't want to. I don't want to lose track of the fact that, or lose sight of the fact that that uh, Warner Brothers did say that they are going to put it back out, and they are they're, yeah. they're putting a disclaimer or some kind of contextualization in the, in the front of the movie or, or something to be determined. Um, but they they did take it down, and yeah, I I, I kind of take issue with the fact that they feel the need to handhold their viewers like. It is strange, right? Because you, you, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. The thing that movies need to be like, like the new pack of cigarettes. Like, do we need to put like, like you put pictures of of diseased lungs on packs of cigarettes? Do we need to like change the Gone with the Wind poster on HBO Max to this like extensive like description of why slavery was bad? Or do you need like another hour in front of a four hour movie to to contextualize why these depictions are wrong or that it it's it, i just think that like if it's in a classroom it's a different story like yes put that lens on if you're going to teach this movie in a classroom and and say yes that these depictions are are dated um and they don't have a place in where we're at now and look how far we've come but that's that's just the point like like you shouldn't it's just it's the same argument of we shouldn't not teach huckleberry finn in our in our schools right. because they have have outdated depictions or, or even slurs in there that like oh kids can't handle them like i think it's more important to expose kids and audiences to these kind of ideas um and then 
value their intelligence to know that okay that, that this has a place in history this was of its time like i'm not and that's the thing too gone with the wind it's 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 70 years old or more than 70 years old at this point it, it does it still have such a presence in our culture that it, it's causing all this damage well that that was I, I don't think that's the case that that was what i was going to say is that if i could if i made a list of like what the top 100 things that that is causing racial injustice or, or just general inequality in this country. Uh, movie depictions from 75 plus years ago would not even be on the top thousand. Like there are yeah. so many bigger issues. And I, I feel like this is just an optical fail for, for Warner brothers to like during this time, they're just, they feel like it feels like they're pandering to an emotion that's high right now. And it yeah. like it's a win. It's a win right now to to take down Confederate monuments. It's a, it's a win right now to take down the Confederate flag. It's a win right now to take down any kind of movie that references slavery in a, in a bad way. Now we can debate all those different things, and I'm 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 there for it. But for movies and literature specifically that have a place in education, I mean, I I watched Gone with the Wind for the first time in I think middle school. And I had a teacher that did that put on that that corrective lens and just explained that you know we we've, we've learned about history where you'll be learning more about history as you go forward. And of course, I was I was fortunate enough to have parents that that raised me right and, and a good friends good friend based that also helped raise me. But so I knew better, and I knew that yeah. Gone with the Wind was was bullshit. Like I, I the, the the happy slaves that are doing the, the the work around the house like that's that that's a bunch of BS. But yeah. You know, I think we have to trust our audiences and the consumer to, you know, to to discern fact from fiction by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too about like art; like it isn't it isn't a pack of cigarettes. Like depictions, yes, they they can do damage. Like, like it's very clear that a film like *The Birth of a Nation* by D.W. Griffith yep. did a lot of damage when it came out, and it reinvigorated the Ku Klux Klan at that time. And and that and it's a slew of of racial violence against Black people in America happened because of that movie. Um, and so you get modern movies today that can go back and critique like so this this piece of history like *Birth of a Nation* in film history at least it totally revolutionized cinema. But it is it's a horrible depiction of of way where we were at at the time as a country and you have the president at the time screening it in the white house and just how damaging that is right like if trump were to screen birth of a nation at the white house today i would be rightfully enraged like that's messed up but i don't say that we should totally forget that that has a place in history and that we should examine that and not only its depictions but also yeah what it did for movies themselves and we have um, techniques and movies today that owe a debt to that movie and it, it is just this like it's a double-edged sword where yes it, it it's disgusting in what it shows but if we just totally ignore it and its place in history like a, a modern example i would bring up is um did you see spike lee's new movie black Klansman? yes no? yes so so there there's both um direct references and footage from both gone with the wind and birth of a nation in that movie and and at, when it came out, Spike Lee was even like, yeah, like I, I myself going to New York film school, um, being shown that movie and not getting that lens of, of it being a problematic depiction of, of race relations at the time. Like, yes, if it's being taught, you should put that lens on there. But no, I don't agree that we should not show this movie because it has that place in history. 
and it's like and then what's the slope then too like because we have footage of gone with the wind and birth of a nation and black Klansman, should that movie just be edited those parts out too like it would just totally fall apart like what where is that line and that's where that that slope starts to happen of yes hbo warner brothers has said they're going to put it back on with this with this um disclaimer at the front it's similar to what disney did with dumbo on uh disney plus and so yes like if if you have kids on there who are going to watch it and they can't discern for themselves or they don't have parents there next to them saying like hey this movie has a place and yeah you might enjoy it but there's things in here that you shouldn't take to heart or you should see in this way that is wrong and bad by today's standards i'm i'm okay with that i really am but then you also have Disney on the other side, a movie like Song of the South, where they haven't even released that movie on home media in the U.S. And Bob Iger himself has said, we are not going to put that on Disney Plus whatsoever. Like, what what, what does that mean then? Is that movie just going to be totally erased from history? And I'm not saying Song of the South is any kind of great depiction of race. It's, it's pretty horrible by today's standards. Um, and yeah, maybe you shouldn't be showing that to kids. It's just like a nice little kids movie. And I'm not even necessarily saying like it should be preserved. Like I never grew up watching that movie. I don't know what kind of significance it actually has. I know there's songs from it that obviously um, are still being played at Disney rides today. So where's the hypocrisy being addressed there? Like, oh, we, we, it doesn't actually exist. We're not going to put it on our platform. But the songs from it, we're still going to play on our rides and have rides that were based off of it. That, I mean, it still makes a lot of money. So that's okay. Yeah, Splash like, Mountain. Splash Mountain. I, yeah, exactly. I, uh, like, are we going to tear down Splash Mountain because it's based off of this movie that is suddenly we can't show to audiences today and respect their intelligence and they can see it and go, okay, yeah, this depiction is pretty wrong and 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 just, just horrible and does a lot of damage to progress that's been made in terms of, of social justice and equality for people of color. Um, didn't... but. Didn't Sorry, go ahead. didn't uh was it Fantasia or what's the Mickey Mouse is a wizard movie? Yeah, Fantasia. Fantasia. Yeah. Wasn't there a, a, a racist depiction of 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 some? I don't know if it was like a a, a yes. centaur. Yes. So the original original theatrical version, I think it was something along those lines. They completely edited out of home releases, and they've kept that change since. So yeah like i said like that's that's uh okay we're gonna we're gonna rewrite our history and and i appreciate warner saying okay we want to put it back up unedited because to do otherwise would to say that these depictions and these these moment in history never happen and that's as damaging and by the time this comes out warner brothers could have done that they could have put it up totally unedited with just a brief thing at the front but it remains to be seen i i in my there's a part of me that says okay even if it goes back up with the depiction at the front is that going to satisfy people like john ridley right like he just brought up in his article itself he was like like just scrolling through hbo max and seeing the poster for it troubled him and seeing it featured on there and i'm like okay then what do you do like is the poster is the thumbnail on the actual thing just need to be a white background with black text gone with the wind and then a subtitle that says um the depictions in this movie are bad uh, or just like its own separate category like I, what what does it take to to just like make that damage like totally moot like yeah well and <laughs> I, I, not not even to mention that the, the fact that if, you know, like if you defend if you defend movies like this you know you do you do you fall into a separate category of like well you're being insensitive you you aren't 
you aren't understanding the issue that this movie has. You know what? I want something more powerful. I want something less hollow. All these, all these uh, studios and platforms have amazing resources. Rather than pulling these movies off and editing the first five minutes to have a disclaimer, to have, I don't know, uh, Tom Hanks come on and say, you know, boys and girls, this is wrong. You know, we don't right. we don't need that. I, I would I would rather respect the viewer's intelligence. And then how about you have an awesome documentary where you have a roundtable with current directors or current writers uh, with different actors and have people discuss their feelings about this and how, you know, the history of this of this literature and this uh, medium is important and it's important to understand and learn from rather than do this whole PR stunt that it seems that Warner Brothers is doing that it like you know they found a moment in time to say, okay, we'll pull it off tomorrow and say this is why because we're going to be self-righteous. And it, it, that, to me, that just screams BS. How about you donate the time and money you spend on doing that to an actual cause that will help further uh, the fight against injustice? Yeah, and here's what I thought of today too. So just today they pulled it off the platform, obviously, and then about an hour later I looked at Amazon, which I think I sent to you. Um Number one seller in movies and TV, and now you cannot get a copy anywhere on Amazon.com. The largest internet retailer is a copy of Gone with the Wind on home media. So they remove it from their platform, and immediately it shoots to the number one selling movie on Amazon. And you can't get a copy anymore. Like, the the price for it immediately was up. Actually, I have my my own DVD copy right here. (laughs) The 1998 DVD release. Probably one of the first DVDs my parents ever bought. Um, so I'm glad I have a copy because who knows if they're ever they're, like, what, what happens if it just goes out of print? Like, Oh, and if it does go back into print, like who says that they're going to do a Disney where they're just going to edit out certain parts that are, are deemed quote unquote problematic or, or damaging. Um, and so that's the thing like, okay, so now Warner, you've made all this money by suddenly selling all, all, all of your pre- printed copies of gone with the wind. How about you take that, that profit and actually donate it? to a cause like it, we were we were joking like it's like the best marketing move they could have ever made by pulling it off their streaming platform and suddenly all their dvd sales shoot up to number one right it's a conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> no i i i 100 agree i think that you know this this distracts us from the the real issue at hand and i i think mm-hmm. obviously here we are talking about it i i i kind of hate that I I don't like the fact that this is taking oxygen away from the actual issue. This doesn't solve anything. You're not yeah. you can't delete Huckleberry Finn or The Great Gatsby or you know anything. I mean, I do remember Django Unchained which came out came out was it 06, 08? When was that? 2010? Uh, 2012. 2012. Oh my god, 2012. Yeah, right. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> um that there was like massive backlash because of the the was it like over 160 times the n-word was used in the film yeah and that's, that's often been the criticism of uh tarantino's movies yeah but yeah. i mean samuel L. jackson and jamie fox and tarantino himself and a couple other actors came out and said leonardo DiCaprio came out and said no this is a period piece and we're trying to accurately depict you know in in a satirical kind of almost mocking the plantation owners type way yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, it's kind of like half, I would call that movie like half Blazing Saddles and half 12 Years a Slave. Like, it has these brutal, like, very realistic depictions 
of, of violence against slaves and then you you turn to the plantation owner and they get blown away with like large gushes of blood like i think tarantino's called it this kind of like uh quote-unquote like um revenge porn kind of like inglorious bastards was for the nazis um but that's another thing too like like if gone with the wind at this point is has these problematic racist depictions then what's to say the line doesn't go a little further and say okay something like django unchained has has these depictions that are deemed uh damaging or or um too violent or something like that and then that movie gets pulled off of netflix and then they put it back up with like a big disclaimer at the front like oh well this we've deemed this movie uh bad and problematic and it just removes and strips like so much context of history and its place and what it's actually doing and themes it's actually about and that's the thing about gone with the wind like that depiction of old south is just a backdrop but let's not remove like what that movie did to further um representation in movies too like hetty mcdaniel obviously is like a clear example of this bad depiction of this this um this servant at their house who used to be a slave and she's like the happy black slave character in that movie right but then hetty mcdaniel the the people who made the movie uh david oselznick fought for her to be at the oscars that year like they didn't want her there they didn't invite her and they fought for her to get it. and then she won an award and got up to make a speech she was the first african-american to win an academy award for that movie right and just think of the main character too um scarlett o'hara like she's this this wonderful deep three-dimensional very flawed female character at the lead of this movie that was the largest grossing movie ever yeah and also you still have people today arguing for 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 characters like that in movies and it's like look at gone with the wind it's a beautiful shining example of what you can do with a lead female character in a movie it was especially at at the time being opposite clark gable which was one of the top stars then yeah and all the stars in the movie too were totally on board with with having hedy mcdaniel part of the cast and being with them at like they they the black cast and crew didn't get to go to the premiere of the movie and it's it's that's disgusting, and it's a, it's a horrible stain on on the history of where it premiered, and I think it was Georgia at the time, um, and and yeah, like they had to fight for her to get that representation along with them, and and get that award, and 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 it, it made a lot of strides, and even Song of the South too, um, was it? Uh, I forget the guy's name in that movie. Uh, Uncle Remus, I think. Yeah, he sings Zippity Doo Dah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh he won he was the first uh um black male to win an academy award that's right and obviously that movie is is very like it it doesn't it's pretty bad when you look at it today but it it was it was a stride made for representation and it's it's hard to to acknowledge and say because you don't want to defend a movie like that i'm not defending the depiction but i am defending its place in in movie history in hollywood history its history of representation and just culture as a whole and seeing that yes it was of its time and its place and yes it is is um problematic but here's why it's important here's why it should be preserved and not forgotten about and not censored not cut down um it has artistic integrity and we you you, you can't just throw that away you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as it were yeah well and i think you know if we if we don't learn from history we're doomed to repeat it i think that's important i i mean yeah i i think part of that part of learning and 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 growing especially in this fight for in, uh, against injustice that we have going on right now in this country um mm-hmm. it's important for us to understand the, the entire story 
right? Mm -hmm. And and part of our story is how movies were made. And I mean, it started with, you know, nothing was allowed to be depicting an African-American in this country. They were, they were, they were below the white man. White men were, were the, the actors and all that stuff in, in the early silent films and then the, the early talkies. Mm-hmm. And then blackface started. And it's like if you were going to have a depiction of, of, a, of an African-American, it was going to be a white guy who was an actor with blackface. And that was, yeah. that was okay then. And then that kind of got rooted out because it's like, well, you know what? We're going to have some black actors. Although we're, we're going to treat them not that well, we're not going to pay them anywhere near equal and uh also you know the depictions of our history are terrible like gone with the wind and other 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 uh southern movies uh are depicting the the south of the time in slavery but mm-hmm. then we move for, forward and i think understanding that entire progression without having these hand holding disclaimers or censorship or any kind of slippery slope it is so important because I don't want I don't yeah. want us to start deleting things just because we're afraid of having difficult conversations with our kids and our friends and our family. No, I want you to have uncomfortable situations. I want you to have to critically think about this because if you if yeah. you're watching a movie on Disney Plus and there is a, a an insensitive portrayal of something from the 1940s, well, that gives you a perfect opportunity as as either a teacher or as a parent to talk to the children about this issue and expand on it. That like embrace that we have to start getting uncomfortable again, and we're not we cannot wrap ourselves in bubble wrap just because it feels gross to like even look at things that in the past were racist. Well, yeah, they were, and I'm glad we're not there anymore, and we're getting better. But don't remove them. Don't feel yeah. the need to hide them, like you said. But yeah, no, that's and that's what some of the greatest art can do too. And those are some of the milestones of of art, like whether it be movies or books, music, even TV. Um, it, it's it's those things that challenge your sensibilities and 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 push you to think about things in a different way and and that's a great thing about movies too is it can portray things from a different perspective and I am all about um uh black African American people of color making having their own voice in film and and art today and 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 if they have a criticism about where things have been, please put that on screen or put that in your book or put that somewhere. Um, because that's why these things are there. So you can, you can go back and you can look at them and critique them and look at them from a different lens. And then people can view that and then totally shift their perspective and then go along with you. But it's, it's tough and it's uncomfortable to do those things. Um, but it's so important. Well, so it, incredibly important. It's, it's the same kind of argument that, that, that goes on with, uh, with free speech, Right. So people people like to classify uh, certain language that they don't like or that sounds you know mean or you know uh, just yeah, an it's, ex- the, it's the it's the the roaming definition of of hate speech y- exactly you, yeah. you're going to classify something as hate speech and the Supreme Court has been very clear the Constitution is very clear hate speech is not a thing uh, there is speech that does incite violence and that speech is not protected but that is like an actual literal call to arms or. Like if you're in a movie theater and you yell fire, that can cause mass hysteria and trampling yes. and horrible stuff. But saying bomb on a plane kind of stuff like that. Yeah, you you have yeah. to you know there are restrictions, of course, because there's an externality to what you what you're doing. Um, yeah. It infringes on another person's liberty and life. But if you you know if you want to get rid of that bad speech, you make more speech, mm-hmm. right? You don't you don't censor it. You don't remove it. 
you you, you fight sp- bad ideas with better ideas. Exactly, and that's exact to the same point. If Gone with the Wind is going to be the the pariah of bad depictions of slavery, yeah. then look at movies like Twelve Years a Slave. They're doing it. Yeah. They're they're they're. To be fair, though, Twelve Years a Slave is more of an accurate like a documentary drama, and Gone with the Wind is a one hundred percent fictional like period piece that isn't meant to like try to sound anything smart about slavery. And and it's not about slavery either. It right. is a backdrop, you know. Um it doesn't make it better, but it it doesn't it, it I, I I struggle to say that it's in that that same realm. Like it, 12 Years a Slave is incredible. It's one of the best movies of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And John Ridley, the one who who called for Gone with the Wind to be removed, like he he won rightfully won the Academy Award for that film because it's tremendous and oh, yeah. it really brutal depiction of that time period and it just it shows you that horror and i I remember feeling totally my perspective just totally changed when i left the theater the first time i saw that movie and i think it would be more constructive to say hey i've been scrolling through hbo max i see gone with the wind getting featured on there um i just want to say that this movie has a lot of you can just acknowledge it yeah this movie has a lot of very bad dated depictions of the civil war era and and that time in american history um maybe come take a look at my movie or this these 10 other movies by people of color who who uh, who have openly criticized or just totally taken a different perspective to show you the horror of that time and and, and then that way you don't have a movie like gone with the wind suddenly shooting up to number one on amazon like it's totally counterproductive i feel like right at that point yeah, that's that's my whole issue. Is it is it is it's counterproductive, but it also it it the progress the the productivity that they were going for mm-hmm. was was nothing. All it was was self serving. Yeah. You you as a studio are going to you're going to make a stand for Black Lives Matter and and stand stand with all these people that are protesting this horrible injustice that recently happened, along compounded with all of the injustices that have happened over the past how many years of this country, and your motive is to put a disclaimer in front of your movie to put it back out so people can continue to buy your streaming service. Like I, right. I, I've said this before. Uh, take your time and energy and resources and your platform and put it towards something that would be actually useful for this fight. Don't, don't be all self-righteous and, and make your movies say, oh, well, our movies are bad. We know that. Like, we're not yeah. dumb. I don't think there's one person in 2020 who's going to watch gone with the wind and think oh well slavery was okay that's a ridiculous notion and if they think that that it's just wrong <laughs> like, well, like I, I don't know how else to say it too like well, and if they're going to say it openly let other people go in and tell them how wrong they are and why like it's right. just like you need to have this discourse out there so you can single out those bad ideas and 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 root them out and then totally break them down and and show people why they they are very flawed and very dangerous. Did you see this is a bit of a of a a tangent, but did you see uh the V for Vendetta went on Netflix a couple of days ago? I did not see that. Yeah, so V for Vendetta is on Netflix. I think it's Netflix, it might be Hulu, one of the streaming services that exists. Um I have all 17 of them, so uh there was a bunch of there were a bunch of memes that came out online that said oh you know netflix is watching the world burn right now and they're like you know what would be great 
we put on a movie about revolution. <laughs> right. And and I I got the joke. I understand it's it's you know funny, but again, yeah. are we going to censor violent films or or films that are about revolution? Like The Patriot. It, well, The Patriot depicts the American Revolution. Well, you know, that that almost yeah, incites violence against a tyrannical government. Well, yeah. Good lord. It made me think of um Glory too. Yeah. Incredible, incredible movie. Great movie uh, about Civil War era and these black soldiers. And, and obviously that depicts some really horrible opinions and language of the time and, and seeing how important, like I remember we, I think we watched that movie in eighth grade and that was given to us with the lens of, Hey, this is showing this because we need to see like how people saw people of color at this time and how wrong that was. And, and, and how they are, they, they can have, they can fight for for these things that are so important and they had a place in our history for fighting for fighting against this idea that the, the quote unquote states rights and and slavery and all this and how wrong that was and why it was a just cause um and yeah so it's like that's another civil war era movie that has i i don't want to say like that's the same as gone with the wind in terms of their their um problematic depictions because it's it's more honest obviously and it's not this like rose-colored glasses view um it does have like elements of that quote-unquote white savior narrative in it with matthew broderick's character but um still so important and and another milestone in our history of film and i would argue without gone with the wind there would be no glory right so yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that i i think uh it'll be interesting interesting to see how this goes i i you know if when this episode comes out and you know we're going to see what happens with warner brothers maybe they put it up back up tomorrow and you know it's like a week or two i'm gonna go by before we release this and <laughs> right I, i'm not but the point is a principle right we're yeah. we're not i'm not against having uh a minimal disclaimer or having a discussion or a uh a dialogue on this issue dissecting these period pieces that are either uh, good depictions or bad depictions of of whatever. I mean, I mean there are yeah. there are probably a lot of Holocaust movies out there that depict the Holocaust in a in a you know in a better light than it should be. You know, oh, yeah. I, I mean, Absolutely. God, film is expansive across all countries. So I think those movies that are doing it wrong, I, I think watching them and knowing that they exist, I think makes our argument for making better movies and understanding the situation better. I mean, yes. Disney, you know what? If you're going to start censoring your own stuff, how about you spend more time uh, making more original films rather than rehashing The Lion King uh, scene by scene? <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I digress. I, I'm I'm more, mostly being tongue-in-cheek. But I, I, I just think there's more to learn from this than just putting a block of text that says, this is bad movie viewer beware yeah it's just it's it 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 feels pandering it feels like it insults the audience intelligence and it it feels like it it removes more context to the what that the movie otherwise has like gone with the wind at the end of the day it is just this really big classic blockbuster movie that has troubling depictions of the time period um 
but that's just the thing. It's like it's 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 a piece of entertainment. Like I, I don't know. Movies have power, and I we've I've said that before. Um, Gone with the Winds. It's not one of those like like a like a, it's not a propaganda film like something that came out of Nazi Germany in the 30s like Triumph of the Will, which is something I would also argue should be shown and taught to to classes today just to see that moment of history of why that kind of propaganda is so powerful and and has that kind of power over people to foment this 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 zealotry in people like like images do have a lot of a lot of staying power but yeah i I agree with you someone someone like disney should instead of remaking the lion king again with with john favreau directing let's get someone like john ridley to write a, a brand new version of song of the south that has like real depictions of people at the time and like can you imagine them making that it would never happen right in a million years well i mean even I, we could keep pulling on the thread but like comedy I, I i've heard steve carell say how many times that there was there is no chance in hell that the office could be made today or even friends could be made today because i yeah i brought up blazing saddles earlier too like, uh, can you imagine that movie getting made today yeah and that's a good movie <laughs> It's incredible, and it's it is so clearly the satire about that time period and how and how wrongheaded that 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 ideation is this this racist just to, it's just totally wrongheaded and it's it's hilarious. And if you if you show a modern audience that, I, I guarantee they would point out every single thing that is is wrong and problematic about it. And I would not be surprised if tomorrow someone called for that to get removed from whatever streaming service it's on. Well, Mel didn't Mel Brooks himself come out and like explain had to explain like you know this is this is a satire this is the point, and that's the thing too where it's like I think we maybe is it us that has this that that is holding these like audiences to a higher standard like are are we giving audiences too much credit, like I've been guilty of being of of being very cynical when it comes to modern audiences and movies, um I want to think that that people are smarter than than I want to give them credit for but. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think I think the problem though is that the the idea behind putting a disclaimer or taking down a movie like Gone with the Wind and, and editing it in a way or 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 doing any of that any of that stuff with a a, a movie that's problematic, uh, it almost it it's saying that the movie is inciting uh, people to be racist. And you can't quantify that. Like, you can't take a poll. I, I would argue back in 1939 when Gone with the Wind was released, prior to Gone with the Wind being released, most people in America were probably racist. Like, that was that was the... That was just the American lifestyle because of how you were growing up, how, are you in, how you were ingrained in this country, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe not racist in the way that it was 1860s racist. And just like 1860s racist wasn't the same as... 1660s racist like the things have changed and th- people have different ideas of different things and that's not a defense of any of them but mm-hmm. gone with the wind didn't make anyone racist it didn't like solidify your echo chamber of yeah black people are bad and i'm better no it was a, it was it was a story about scarlett o'hara and uh why can't i think of his the actor's uh character name clark, clark gable, gable. Uh, Rhett, Rhett. I think it is. Rhett. Yeah. um Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But yeah, classic. I, yeah, classic. classic. But it was just a story. <laughs> it was just a story with a backdrop of of the period. And uh, my point being, there's no way you could quantify or even assert that Gone with the Wind being watched today or in the last 25 years 
where you know we know or i should say the last 50 years uh we know that racism is bad we know that you know we're all human beings on this earth and in this country we know that so there's not one soul i think that could be changed that was like on the edge of maybe well maybe i am racist and they watch gone with the wind and all of a sudden it's like oh yep i'm definitely racist that that's not what's happening I think the problem is if you know school school rooms and teachers are going to be teach uh, showing this movie, and they're doing it in a way that's educational, they can discuss. And it's not like it's that one day in history class, like history class lasts the entire term of the school year, so you're going to learn about all these things. And as long as you're not like, you know, Texas was in the in the late seventies, early eighties, having issues with their textbooks that were whitewashing history, history and making slavery sound a little bit more peaceful than it was. You know, that, that's a whole different issue, and that's wrong. We need to have history books that are teaching the right things. We need to have a culture that is more willing to have difficult conversations about these, these items. Uh, and that's how we don't repeat them. That's how we make sure we move forward as a society. So that's why, to me, that, like this, this Gone with the Wind thing is just a, it's a non-issue. It, it, it's a ridiculous thing to even talk about, and here we are talking about it. <laughs> but right. <laughs> But yeah, you're it right. It makes for good content, right? Yeah. It makes for well, it makes for good good conversation about the slippery slope. We don't want to get into this place where we're we're just feeling so scared of 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 I don't know what the right word is, but you know, poisoning the minds of young children who are watching this and we're trying. It would just we think that this is going to reverse our course on where we're yeah. heading for a, a more fair society. I, th- I I don't think that's true. I think there are more important issues to to address absolutely yeah. so well hey before we go i know we're, we're gonna wrap up here we we got right into it because it was it was an important topic and i i'm it happened today so i'm yeah, blis- we, i'm blistering we were, about we were, it we were we were we were like just like our our chat in facebook was just overflowing into this podcast we've been talking about it all day um well i obviously coking conversation it's all about drinking whiskey while we have a conversation so sir what are you drinking as we had this conversation Oh, I had to have a Woodford Reserve double oaked bourbon. Oh, um, it's wonderful. It's very, uh, very caramely, very sweet. It's, uh, it's unbelievably smooth too. Uh, gracious donation from my dad. He has a lot of great bourbons and and scotches and stuff. And he's like, all right, for your next podcast, you got to take some of this with you. So I appreciate it. Very nice. Good. Yeah, the double oak is good. Woodford Reserve has a lot of great stuff, and uh, yeah. Their double oak, I find, while well, it has that that caramely sweetness, it, it also has a, a a refreshing palette of oak. It's it's yeah. it, oh, yeah. it, it, it's 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 well, got those those two oak barrels going in there, right? <laughs> well, yeah, what's one more than usual? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a great great bourbon. Um, yeah. I actually have Bellmead bourbon. It's uh, a favorite of mine, and it is. Uh, made by Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. We talked about them on my first podcast, uh, on the first podcast with their original Tennessee whiskey. And uh, basically, Bell Mead was a uh, uh, a stud farm in Tennessee in the late 1890s. I don't know if anyone knows that uh, back when horse racing was originally big, it was not in Kentucky. Like the Kentucky Derby, it was actually in Tennessee. And they, uh, all of the great horses that you've heard in the news and who've won the K- Kentucky Derby or the, the Triple Crown, they can trace their lineage back to Bell Mead. Uh, and it's it's an incredible story. I, I, I visited there, I toured the, the mansion and the entire farm. It's very neat. 
they had their own distillery back in the 1850s that actually went up in flames and they lost their entire product. So the original Nelson's Greenbrier back in the the 1860s came in and said, hey, uh, we loved your product. Let's take your recipe. Let's, let's distill it and age it in our warehouse and you'll be under our brand and we'll work together. And they said, of course. Um, of course, then the distillery went defunct and because of prohibition, they came back in the uh, – 2012, I think, is when the distillery started up again. They didn't release the Tennessee whiskey that I had talked about prior to this until uh, last year. But Bellmead was released, I think, in 2014. And they have a bunch of different flavors and, you know, cast strengths and and, uh, aging in different barrels like cognac and and, uh, brandy and all that stuff. But it's a really good bourbon. I I love it. It's very sweet. uh, it's very strong with toffee, which I, I think is one of the unique qualities of of, of Belmede. It, it tastes like candy. I mean, it, it, it's good. It's uh, it's not nice. too too sweet, but it has a it's got that perfect mellow blend of uh, of flavors that you want to find in a bourbon. So it's a good benchmark for me. So I can go to. Um, anyway, so I want to get to the bourbon and 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 talk to you about whiskey before we got, got off the the podcast. So I, I appreciate. Oh yeah, how... absolutely. That's 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 the backdrop of this podcast. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So hey, well, well the, cheers it, to you, sir. I, I'm thanks for having me on. This is uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, cheers coming on. Obviously, uh, when I'm not here, I'm I'm still here and <laughs> so I'm editing everything. But yeah. <laughs> well, and and we we thank you for your work, sir. It is amazing, and I I know I'll talk to you again on here and. Uh, I mean, cheers. I, I appreciate it. This was a good, good dialogue to have. Yeah, cheers to you, sir. All right, everyone. See ya.